1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
0: Luke six thirty eight. The word of the Lord from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, and verse 38, reads as follows. Give, and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will you put into your bosom For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Amen. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we thank you on this morning for your incredible grace. We thank you for your love and for your kindness. And even now, God, for the privilege of preaching your word. Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that you would open up our hearts, open up our understanding. Lord, open up our minds. Speak clearly. Beyond our barriers this morning, God, I'm praying that you would just tear down the strongholds in the lives of some this morning. I pray you would open up someone's eyes so they can see that they're lost and they might come ask, what must I do to be saved? Father, reclaim that one who's drifting in their fellowship, who's walked away from the church, doesn't see the relevance of of fellowshipping with believers. God, I pray you draw them to yourself that they might be reconciled unto you again today. Lord, have your way. And all that is done and all that is said, I want your name to be glorified in this place. Spirit of the Lord, use me as a vessel in your hand. Accomplish your will through the preaching of this gospel. I yield myself to you and I acknowledge I need you today, God, that you might speak clearly through these lips of clay as the very oracle of God so that the people will have heard you and not me. Have your way now, Jesus, and we will give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Well, here we are in the month of February already, believe it or not. This month, oftentimes people are thinking about love. They think about showing love. They think about getting love they think about receiving and 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 passing it around and and you know start looking up flowers online and chocolate and stuff like that some folks not everybody but some people and as they say you know kind of uh, love is in the air during the month of february might not be in the air any other month for some folk, but in February, somewhere around the fourteenth, love is in the air. Amen, Jesus. They're not going to help me today. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus sat down on the side of a mountain and began to teach his disciples what are known as the Beatitudes. And he encourages them and Gospel Matthew chapter five, and here in Luke chapter six, you'll see him laying this out and explaining to them how they are to display the very characters of Himself through the way that they treat each other. I know why y'all quiet, but I'm gonna get to you. And so, what he encourages them and teaches them is. It refutes the argument of some who would say that giving love to people is worthless. As a matter of fact, if I can just go down the road of reality and talk to somebody this morning, some have come to the conclusion because of the way people have treated you that it is worthless to treat people with love. And some have evaluated based on them giving their full heart in a love relationship and someone took that heart that was open and honest and sincere and crushed it and as a result of that you have determined in your mind perhaps for a number of years that I'm never going to do that again. And you haven't. And the problem with that decision is that when you shut yourself off from the vulnerability of being hurt in the giving of love, you also can never receive it. I am preaching right about now. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, the benefits of giving love. This text starts off with, that I read in your hearing, it starts off with a commandment to give. Give, it says, and it will be given to you. Now, I need to clarify this for those who were extremely quiet this morning. Because when you heard the text this morning and The text began with the word give. You immediately start thinking, oh my God, he's gonna preach about money. And you, with your tight self, you tightened up. Amen, Jesus. And you already had a preconceived notion about where this was going this morning. And I didn't come to church. I didn't get up this morning and lean off the side of my bed, log into my laptop to hear nobody preaching about giving money. I didn't come to church. I didn't get up and drive through the 19 degree weather to get to church. And hear. I, uh, Lord, here we go again. I know my people. Amen. But this commandment, the commandment to give does not begin where I began reading. I began reading in verse 38, but if I could take you back just a little bit further, uh, all the way back up to verse 30, it says, Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Starts all the way back up there. I'm going to walk you through this, um, because... What he does is he's he's trying to help us to understand how to treat each other. Now, this passage that I read, 638, has uh, a multitude of application. Finances is one of them. It's an application, but I want you to to give me the opportunity on this morning to actually preach through the appropriate interpretation. Y'all still here? The interpretation takes into consideration the context of the passage and lays out what the text is saying in its context, The application takes it from there and says I can apply these principles that the context is talking about and I can now use them as application to other areas of my life. I could take this passage, for those of you who want me to, I could take this passage and preach it from an applicational perspective and tell you that when the text says, give to everyone who asks of you, I could say, well, the Lord asks of you first. And he says, give me my tithes first. And so, therefore, let's talk about giving of tithes. If y'all just want me to go there, that that really wasn't what I was going to do. But if y'all, y'all force me to go there, I can go there in an applicational approach to the teaching and preaching of the text. But my perspective and my desire this morning is to really preach the interpretation, which actually speaks about the giving of love. Y'all still here? And so what he says to us here in this text, he says, uh, on this command to give, he says... He says in verse 35, because he gives you a whole bunch of illustrations in in, in 34, 33, 34, 32 and 34. And then he comes back and he says, now, this is what I need y'all to do. He says 35, he says, give love to your enemies. Y'all see that? It it says, love your enemies and and do good (laughs) to your enemies. Lend to them, hoping for nothing in return. And then he even tells you what your reward will be. Your reward will be great. And you'll be sons of the most high. So the, the, he says, okay, we talk about this command to give. Give, but it's, a, it's the giving of love. Give, to, give love to your enemies and expect nothing in return. You heard that? And he, and he then comes back and he says to you, because ultimately what he's trying to get us to do is mirror God's love for you in the way we treat each other. And he says, if you you can't bring yourself to that, think about this. God gives love and is kind even to those who are unthankful and to those who are evil. Now, I know that that text wasn't talking about anybody in here or nobody listening via live stream. Surely not the folk on YouTube. But there might have been a time in your life that you were unthankful or maybe even evil. As a matter of fact, God may have blessed you with some love this morning that you have not reciprocated that love with thanksgiving. Maybe you just sat in your chair this morning with your legs crossed and waited for them to sing the song that you liked. Unthankful for all that he's done for you just this morning. When you woke up this morning and you didn't choke on your spit. You were able to go to the kitchen and get something to eat. Some, you turned the faucet and water came out. Clean water came out. S- somebody should have said, Lord, thank you. For the water. Thank you that I didn't choke this morning. Thank you that I went out to my car. And even though it was cold this morning, my car cranked up, them cold cranking amps cranked my car up. And thank you for what you've done. But we are some ungrateful people. Now I know that some of the folk that drive the hoopies, y'all was thanking the Lord. The hoopty people thank the Lord every time it starts. Y'all, amen, somebody. Young, but that's, that's an old term, young people. That means it's a busted. You know, when your car's busted, it ain't, it's old. It's a prayer mobile. It, it keeps you praying. You know, folk that drive prayer mobiles, you thank the Lord every time. it You pray before, Lord, please let this start. Please, please, Jesus. And boom, and you say, thank you. Now, people like that pray every time their car starts. But for y'all that's driving them new fancy mobiles, y'all not praying. Y'all not thanking the Lord. Y'all unthankful for the starting of the vehicle. You expected to start. It, this thing's supposed to start. I'm still making payments on this. I know I'm telling the truth, (laughs) but the Lord is, is kind even to the unthankful and the evil. And he says, therefore give love to your enemies and don't expect anything in return. In verse 36, he says, give mercy, be merciful. Mercy is to withhold the judgment that is due. And he says, be merciful. uh, Verse 36 uh, just as your father also is merciful. So he is telling us to hold back the judgment on each other the same way the Lord holds it, hold it back from you. Is there anybody here that's I, I, I can see your hands or even online. Y'all can you know, put your hands up. Is anybody that's listening that that you have been guilty of something and the Lord didn't punish you for the thing you were guilty of? Anybody? Can I just see a few hands that's honest in here this morning? The ones of you who didn't raise your hand, you lying because we're all guilty of sin and you deserve death, hell, and the grave, but he held back that judgment from you. I just figured I'd fill in the gap for you. He held back what we deserve. We didn't really deserve to be living the way we're living. We don't really deserve to have what we have. We don't deserve to still be alive. We don't deserve to be able to come to the house of God and to worship him. We don't deserve to be able to serve him. We have no, we're not deserving of it. It's by his grace, but he held back what we really deserve, which was judgment and condemnation. He held it back from us by mercy. And he says, hold back now, be merciful to one another, even as the Lord is merciful to you. Now, I know there's some folk that did you wrong and you watch this and the judgment that they deserve is for you to cut them off of your Facebook page and you eliminate them from your, as your contacts and, and, and that's the right judgment. You just cut them off. I know that's just the right thing. The right thing to do because of what they did is make them sleep downstairs in the basement and. Let, let don't even turn the heat on down there. That's the right judgment. Oh it's, I'm too far up in your business. That's the right judgment based on what they did. This is what they deserve. They, they deserve for you to take the keys from them and not let them drive for the next 200 years. They, des- they deserve to be punished and to, to be to be condemned to their room forever, never to come out again. That's what they deserve. But mercy says, even though that's what you deserve, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. And and guess what? There's going to be some times that people are going to offend you and hurt you in your life. And you're going to feel like you are just in judging them. But if you give as this commandment here is to give, you are giving love when you hold back that judgment. Does it make sense? So he says, give. He says, um, give love to your enemies. Love your enemies. Give mercy. Be merciful to one another. And he says, verse 37, don't judge each other. And, but rather instead of judging, he says, what I need you to do is give forgiveness. I know I'm getting ready to go uphill now. I'm dropping it in forward low. (laughs) I need all wheel drive right about here. Judge not for you shall not be judged. Condemn not for you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Um, So in the the measure of giving love, part of giving love is to give forgiveness. You got to forgive people um, for the wrong they've done because someone forgave you for the wrong you've done. Amen. And if we're going to mirror what God has done for us with each other. In the giving of love, he forgave us not because we were deserving of it, but he forgave us because he loved us. And so he forgave us and he let us off the hook, so to speak. And so as we deal with each other and as we deal with people, we've got to learn how to forgive them, which does not mean to forget what they've done. Stay here with me. Forgiveness is I remember what you've done, but I am going to withhold executing all of my rights that I have the right to execute against you. What do you mean by that, Pastor? What I mean by that is when somebody wrongs you, we make up our rights. I got a right to roll my eyes at you every time I see you because you. That's that's a right. We make them up. I got a right to, to never speak to you again. I got, a, I got a right to, you know, scratch your car up. That was when y'all was younger. <laughs> when we make up the rights, when we're offended, we make up the rights because we, and, and that, and in essence, when I forgive you, I give up all those rights to retaliate against you. And watch this. I'm going to drop this in. And when I forgive you, I release myself. (laughs) Write that down just in case you didn't forget. Just when you when you forgive, you free yourself because unforgiveness is a cage of bondage that will hold you hostage for the rest of your life. (sighs) Learn how to forgive. So it's a command to love. So in our loving, we're going to be merciful. In our loving, we're going to be forgiving. In our loving, we're going to love even our enemies as God has done the same. Y'all still here with me? As I move forward in the text, it says give and then it comes back and it says, and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. It will be given back into your bosom. I like that. So the second thing here is a com- what I call, it's the common principle of return on giving. Okay, Here's, This is a common uh, principle of return on giving. It will be given back to you. You give and it'll be given back to you. It goes out, it comes back. It's a divine, uh, how do I say this? It's a divine, it's a divine inescapable uh, principle of the universe that is at work right here. You give, and it'll be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. You give, and it'll be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, running over. Now, we always hear this text as when the preachers talk about money. Always. But the context is love. You give love, and it'll give it. It'll come back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Ah, I love this. This thing, watch this. And Galatians says this way in chapter 6, verse 7. It says... You reap according to what you sow. Okay? So if you sow love, it'll come back to you. (laughs) It'll come back to you, press down, shaking together, running over. Now, this is where the application comes in. You give money, it'll come back to you, press down, shaking together, and running over. Uh, If you give hatred, it'll come back to you, press down, shaking together, running over. You give evil, it'll come back to you, press down. That's the application. But the interpretation... If I stand there is love. When you give love, it'll come back to you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. You've got to give it in order for it to come back. It's a principle. It happens all the time. It always happens that way. And when you sow, you reap. And what you sow, (laughs) you reap. Y'all still here? Um, When you give love, love comes back to you press down it together and run over it's a common principle of return that we cannot escape okay it comes back press down shake it together and running over it'll come back to you now here's one of the issues that we have a lot of times people are waiting to receive the love but they have failed to give the love you can't go out to the field and expect corn on the cob if you've never planted any corn seeds. Are y'all still here with me? This is just how it works. So when you sow corn, cob seeds, and you come back after the season, you'll get to reap corn, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But if you plant no seeds when the season is over, you'll go back and you'll have no corn, no press down, no shaking together, nothing running over. You won't have. So you've got you. I know this is simple, but you've got to plant it to get it. Um, uh, Proverbs, I believe it is, it says uh, if you want a friend, you've got to find yourself friendly. You've got to you got to plant friendliness in order to have a friend. You walk right there, ain't got no friends. That's because you're not friendly. It ain't their fault, that's your fault. I'm sorry, that's the principle, it's the eternal principle. You you sow love and you'll receive love. Now, I I need to, let let me switch up a little bit. Here's what I want you to make sure. Okay, first of all, you gotta make sure you you sow it, okay? Because when you sow it, you'll receive it. It'll come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you're. Uh, if you're not sowing it, it won't come back, okay? It's not coming back. It's not coming back. pressed down, shaking together. It's not com- It's not going to be running over. You're not getting it back if you haven't sewed it out. H- here's the thing that I don't want you to do. I don't want you to sit around waiting for the right time to sow the love. And you're
1: holding back and saying, yeah, I'm going to get around to that later. Because you may run out of time. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD, Or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at Ministries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our Spirit Field worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Prane highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at cateringministries.org or contact our church office at 301 627 Please join us again as senior pastor Buchas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.
0: Three-star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.